Greetings, listeners, and welcome to an episode of Southwest Desert, your podcast devoted to the intriguing history and forgotten tales of the Southwest. I'm your host, Alan, and today we'll be diving deep into the story of the Bradshaw Road, an important transportation route that connected the coast to the gold fields along the Colorado River in the heady days of the 1860s. If this subject matter fascinates you as it does me, please hit the subscribe and like buttons or give me a follow. Few traces remain today of this once vital stagecoach line that shot to prominence seemingly overnight, carrying hopeful prospectors and adventurers into the trackless deserts and beyond. While short-lived, the Bradshaw Road was a lifeline that nourished the mines and towns which sprouted up along the Colorado during the frenzy of the gold rush. The road evokes images of dusty wilderness trails, ramshackle mining camps, dry desert riverbeds and oases, dangerous bandits and entrepreneurs looking to strike it rich, whether by digging in the mines or running services to support the miners. Above all, the story of the Bradshaw Road reveals the ambition and risk-taking spirit of Western pioneers. The tale begins in the spring of 1862, when the twin towns of Los Angeles and San Bernardino were but sleepy backwaters in Southern California, still part of Mexico just 16 years prior. That tranquility was shattered when news arrived of gold discovered hundreds of miles away at La Paz near the Colorado River. We'll learn how the promise of quick riches set events in motion that led to the creation of the Bradshaw Road and made it a key transportation corridor for a brief, chaotic period. The founding of the Bradshaw Road has its roots in early 1862 when an intrepid explorer and prospector named Paulino Weaver made a lucky discovery that ignited the Colorado Gold Rush. Weaver was a seasoned mountain man who had been trapping and guiding expeditions in the far western frontiers for decades. While exploring along the Colorado River some 70 miles north of Yuma, Weaver uncovered placer gold deposits in the gravel of an arroyo. Placer mining involves sifting through sediment for precious metal flakes and nuggets washed downstream from hard rock veins. It was far easier than underground mining and opened a frenzied new gold rush. Weaver knew he had made a monumental find. He collected some placer gold in a hollow goose quill and set out for Fort Yuma, a U.S. Army outpost near the confluence of the Gila and Colorado Rivers. At the frontier fort, Weaver's gold samples created instant excitement. He had sparked a rush to stake claims along the Colorado. Word quickly spread beyond Fort Yuma to other towns and military outposts. In Los Angeles, the promise of easily harvested gold nuggets worth a small fortune captivated residents just emerging from isolation. Veterans, laborers, merchants, and drifters alike saw the potential for instant wealth. The problem was reaching the remote strike zone on the Colorado, which lay over 200 rugged miles across blistering deserts from the coastal population centers. No overland trail for wagons existed to access the gold fields, but a new route was soon pioneered out of necessity to feed the mushrooming boomtown of La Paz near Weaver's discovery. 
This first crude desert passage relied on trails blazed by native guides like Chief Cabazon of the Cahuilla tribe. Enter the trailblazer William Bill Bradshaw, a frontier character etched from the same cloth as Kit Carson or Davy Crockett. Bradshaw was described by his peers as having a natural lunatic, daring, and resourcefulness. Though not its original pioneer, the trail between San Bernardino and La Paz quickly became known as the Bradshaw Road due to Bradshaw's promotion of its route through San Gorgonio Pass. Previously, travelers had several inconvenient options to reach the Colorado gold fields. One was to take steamboats up the Colorado River from the Gulf of California. Another was an arduous trek over the Mojave Trail, which branched off the old Butterfield Overland stagecoach line through Warner's Ranch. Bradshaw believed he had discovered a superior path in the San Gorgonio Pass. Situated between the towering San Jacinto and San Gorgonio Mountains, the low 2,300-foot pass had been mapped but not fully developed. Under Bradshaw's guidance, the rough trail was widened to accommodate wagons, and a series of dug wells and primitive campsites were established. Thus, by mid-1862, an operable road stretched over 200 miles from San Bernardino through San Gorgonio Pass and on to La Paz. Bradshaw himself led many parties that summer across the harsh expanse, avoiding major loss of life despite the extreme conditions. His transportation link between California's coast and the booming mines was open for business. With the Bradshaw Road established, travel and commerce between the coast and the Colorado River mining districts could begin in earnest. The road represented a lifeline to the fledgling boom towns and choppy placer operations along the formerly ignored river. Regular stagecoach service commenced in September 1862 under the upstart partners Warren Hall and Henry Wilkinson. Their express company brought exciting tales of new strikes and the first shipments of gold bullion to WOW residents of Los Angeles. On their maiden voyage, Hall and Wilkinson transported an astonishing $6,000 of placer gold on just one wagon. The enterprising duo likely had little notion their transportation business would be short-lived. Barely a month after launching, they were murdered by a rogue employee at Smith Stage Station near Beaumont. Such violence was commonplace on the lawless frontier. Undeterred by the risks and chaos, new express firms popped up to meet surging demand. Traffic on the Bradshaw Road intensified through 1863 as speculators, settlers, and opportunists flooded into La Paz. At its peak, some 1,500 inhabitants called La Paz home. From this dusty minor town on the Colorado, a web of new trails fanned out to explore mineral deposits in the surrounding mountains. It was said that even cheap Native American laborers pocketed the princely sum of $10 per day. Tales of loose gold lying on the ground for the taking fired the imaginations of people across the frontier. Most travelers heading west from San Bernardino made the arduous trek on foot or horseback. For comfort and protection from bandits, stagecoach companies offered regular passenger services along the Bradshaw Road. 
Firms like L.A. Frank and Amp Company carried mailbags stuffed with hopeful dispatches between the mining districts and the outside world. The most successful stagecoach operator was the well-financed John Butterfield, who already ran the Butterfield Overland Trail through Arizona. This competing southern route was direct, but crossed even more inhospitable desert. For a time, the Butterfield and Bradshaw lines raced to carry the most passengers and mail contracts between California and points east. The Bradshaw Road proved the superior path, sealing its status atop the transportation network serving the lower Colorado River Basin. The Bradshaw Road boasted several way stations providing respite from the harsh desert crossing. Leaving San Bernardino, coaches stopped at Whitewater Station along the dry wash of the same name. Further out, the Dos Palmas Station offered relief at a desert oasis. Drivers changed teams at Palm Springs, located then as now at a natural springs. Beyond lay the Bradshaw Ferry Crossing of the Colorado River itself. Enterprising businesses at ferry landings and way stations sustained themselves by charging exorbitant prices for liquor, food, and lodging. Banditry and gun violence plagued remote stops like Chuckawalla Wells and Myers Creek Station. Holdups were common. Ownership of the stations changed hands multiple times, with proprietors selling out after losing patience with the chaos. The wild ride did not last long. The fragile boomtowns had sprung up overnight on the fickle promise of easily harvested surface gold deposits, but these placer sources were quickly exhausted, leaving only marginal deposits. By 1865, the population of La Paz had collapsed as people rushed to new strikes elsewhere. The abrupt demise of La Paz sounded the death knell for the Bradshaw Road as a principal transportation artery. With no bonanza to support it, the road reverted to a lightly used route. The stagecoach line struggled on with subsistence traffic for a few years after 1865. The Butterfield Overland Stage through Arizona siphoned away most remaining overland mail and passenger contracts. Sporadic mining persisted along the Colorado, but major strikes never returned after the initial boom. Still, the Bradshaw Road remained the best available passage through the forbidding desert interior. The federal government awarded subsidized mail contracts to keep coach service limping along. Companies like Tomlinson's Mail and Express fought for the San Bernardino to Prescott Run as late as 1868. Outlaws and bandits continued to haunt lonely way stations like Chuckawalla Springs, where holes in the adobe walls provided mute evidence of violent frontier justice. Stagecoach travel remained a dangerous endeavor on this forgotten trail. Holdups by robbers after non-existent gold shipments were still common. The Bradshaw Road remained in intermittent use for over a decade after its heyday. But time and technology were not on its side. The proliferation of the railroad across the West in the late 1860s allowed rapid transit of people and commerce that made stagecoaches obsolete. The final nail in the coffin came in 1877, when the Southern Pacific Railroad completed its line connecting Los Angeles through San Gorgonio Pass 
to the Colorado River at Yuma. Almost overnight, the railroad destroyed the rationale for maintaining the arduous Bradshaw stagecoach route. With trains now crisscrossing the region, the road faded quickly from memory and significance. Segments were appropriated by local farmers and settlers, while other stretches reverted to desert wilderness. Parts of the old roadbed can still be traced today by adventurous hikers, four WD enthusiasts and historians. The Bradshaw Road was destined to be a transient phenomenon from its beginning, yet the legacy of the Bradshaw Road far outlives its short career. While an obscure footnote today, the stagecoach line left an enduring mark on the development of Southern California. Its path through San Gorgonio Pass fixed this corridor as the preferred crossing of the desert. Later transportation networks followed the wisdom of the Bradshaw Road pioneers. Route 99 and later Interstate 10 carried vehicles along the identical passage first graded by Bradshaw's sweat and sinew. The utility of the forgotten stagecoach route is enshrined in the perpetual stream of traffic still flowing daily through San Gorgonio Pass. Each truck, train, and car traces the path first opened by ox teams and courageous stage drivers chasing short-lived dreams in the California desert. Perhaps the greatest legacy is how the Bradshaw Road crystallized the get-rich-quick mentality that has long animated Southern California's development. For a few brief years, the road pumped lifeblood into ramshackle mining camps and tent towns that arose full of bravado and faded just as quickly when the bonanza played out. The Bradshaw Road embodied the ever-fleeting promise of overnight prosperity, which contains ample lessons for modern Californians beguiled by the latest real estate or technology booms. Our shared history reminds us that while fortunes can disappear overnight, the works and culture we create together endure long after the frenzy subsides. Our journey along the forgotten Bradshaw Road has revealed how this short-lived transportation route left an enduring mark on Southern California. For a time, it succeeded in linking the ports of Los Angeles and San Diego to the boomtown sprouting up along the Colorado River. Today, little but ghostly graded traces remain of the former transportation artery. Yet the road's legacy is enshrined in the railroad and highway corridors that still funnel traffic along the route it pioneered. In our next episode, we'll explore another chapter in the fascinating history of the region's development, settlement, glory, and decline. We hope you'll join us again. If you like Southwest Desert History and enjoyed this story, please hit the subscribe and like buttons or give me a follow. Thanks for coming along on this extended journey down a forgotten desert trail and bringing its colorful history to light once again. With a tale of high hopes and transient human achievements, it reminds us that even a short-lived endeavor can leave something of lasting worth for future generations.